Okay, everybody. Well, welcome to the WBRX Wake Up Call. It's um, always a, a really a pleasure for Sean and I, and and really the group as a whole, to kind of get together and huddle up, and uh, you know have an opportunity to just kind of talk about the things that are going on inside the company today, and some of the things that we you know that we think might be of good value, and be able to help you guys as you're as you're you know growing and building your business. And um, you know, for us, you know, we. We view the entire relationship as a partnership. We have a role, and you know, we, we try to do the very best that we can. We're certainly not perfect, but we do the best we can to assist and help in any way possible to you know, really help you guys build and, and develop a strong business of, of people using and consuming wellness-based uh, consumables that address the endocannabinoid system. And um, you know, we knew that when we started this journey, guys, we knew that it would be exactly that. It would be a journey. It would not be a, a start and a destination. There would be a lot that would take place between start and, and whatever, you know, whatever that end is for us. For us, we, we believe that the company is going to be something that will be passed on to our, our children and our grandchildren. And you know, I, I had a great conversation yesterday, as a matter of fact, I, uh, with a gentleman who's, um, who's out in Florida, and he's uh, you know, managed and been involved in the cannabis space for some time, uh, interesting fellow, uh, ex-special uh, ops guy, um, been involved uh, in, in heavily, uh, was ex-West uh, Point gentleman, <clears throat> and been involved in the cannabis space, was involved in getting the first license in Colorado to give you an idea of how long he's been in the space. And he's done a lot, uh, but really got involved in the cannabis space because, uh, you know, during his time in the Army and Special Forces and Ops, he, uh, you know, he lost a lot of friends and people that he knew in that process and to overcome some of that, uh, you know, some of that, you know, uh, just the challenges that sometimes take place with us psychologically and mentally beyond that, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder and otherwise, uh, you know, he started, he didn't want, he knew that getting involved with the med, the meds and the pain pills and the anti-anxieties and all those things was not something that was going to be fruitful for him and the alcohol uh, he, he decided to take a dive into how cannabis could could really help him, and 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 has been you know from that point to today on a journey, and uh, you know from the grow side, the developmental side, the legalization side, and has done extremely well in this industry and growth. And uh, you know we just had a long conversation about where things are in the <clears throat> in the industry today, and more importantly where he perceives things to be going and. Uh, like me, you know, he believes that we're just barely scratching the surface with respect to the cannabis plant, the information that we currently have, and the information that we're going to yet find. And, and he, uh, you know, firmly believes, uh, with, and I would say that he's an expert within the industry without, without question. He firmly believes that as we move forward in the future, um, that, that it's going to, you know, evolve and change. And many of the uh, delivery systems that we've incorporated in the early stages of our campaign are going to be mainstream. And that has led him to, you know, really understand us, get involved, you know, in terms of what we're doing as a company to learn more. And, and you, know, I, I, you know, he said to me, he said, hey, Barry, I want to ask you a question. He said, you know, th here it is Sunday. I know you've got your family there. And, you know, can you, can you be, you know, just tell me, you know, you, you know, I, I know I've been talking Europe because he had more to say than I did. I was listening, but he said, you know, I don't, I'm not married and I don't, you know, I don't have kids around me, you know, tell me what's going on with you that you're going to spend this much time with me on, on a Sunday as an example. And I, you know, I, I just, 
I was at first, I, I thought about the question. I said, you know, I, I want to be honest with you. You asked me a question. I'll tell you the truth. I said, look, I'm in a, I'm personally in a journey where I've already kind of, you know, made a commitment to my family and, and I've told them, look, I'm going to give this thing everything I have so that, you know, as, as I'm in a retirement stage in my life, age wise, probably by the age of 70, 75, whatever that happens to be, my, my, my goal is to stay as active and as healthy as I can, but I want my family to have options and decisions as to what they can do in their life, whether, wherever they want to go, whether it's this country or another country. And I love the United States of America, believe me. But, but I understand the world is changing at such a rapid rate. I've made conscientious decisions to go ahead and turn it up a little bit and, uh, you know, give it everything I really have. And, and they are on board with my decision. Otherwise, I could never do what I'm doing right now. Now, I'm not suggesting for one second that I don't have moments in time where, you know, you know, my wife will kind of say, okay, you know, or, or my kids, you know, but, but for the most part, I want you to know that that's really where they're at. He said, you know what? He said, you're, you're going to do very well uh, because, you know, like me, you're spending these times on the weekends and the weekends, the work I do on the weekends makes my week a lot lighter and everyone's different. And I only share that with you guys to let you know that all of us have, you know, I think um, we have a bandwidth of what personally we have available to give to whatever we're doing. And, and I don't think it's possible to give everything you have to what you're doing unless you genuinely have a belief in what you're doing. Belief is a big word. I was reading a lot about belief. Um, you know, those of you that have uh, taken the time maybe to, um, you know, to read some of the books that we've talked about, one, is, one that comes to mind obviously is Think and Grow Rich where there's an entire chapter that's literally dedicated to singular purpose, singular focus and singular purpose. And, and I know that that concept is very hard for most people. It is and has been for me because I know it's hard to have a singular focus and singular purpose. And I don't suggest for one second that it's for everybody. But here's what I will tell you, that the statistics are staggering of those that incorporate a singular focus and purpose into what they're doing in terms of a result that's highly positive. Now, I can tell you, that I've gone through seasons and times in my life looking back where that singular focus was at an all-time high at different times, but, but most people can't sustain that. They can do it for, let's say, a couple days and they take a little time off, or maybe they can do it for five days and they need the weekend, or maybe they can do it for a couple months and they need a little time. That's normal. That's a human biorhythm. I, I get that. And everybody is, is, has a different um, gauge as to what they can or cannot incorporate in terms of the effort, and the time, and energy to grind, right? You cannot cheat the grind, but everybody has a different capacity to grind. I've, I've been really spending some time with my kids because they, they're, they're watching this journey. My son was really, you know, asking me some questions. They watch what's going on, and they, and they all ask me the same question. They said, Dad, you know, there are some people that don't have to work as hard as you do, but they've done incredibly well. And I, and I come back and I say, hey, listen, you have no idea. I said, I want, you, I want to send you a bunch of information, YouTube and otherwise. You don't have any idea. It may look like they haven't had to grind. It may look as though they haven't had to work very hard, but I promise you they have. You know, my, my daughter, um, you know, watches um, – you know, uh, keeping up with the Kardashians, right? And as an example, 
Now, from the outside looking in, it, 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 is a, it is a show where everyone is just kind of chilling and having a good time, and they go from one drama to the next. But the truth of the matter is that that lady, uh, Chris uh, Kardashian, the, the, the one that has really been the, the focal point of spearheading, she is one of the hardest workers that anybody in that family has ever seen. She is a driver, a focal point. And what you see on the outside is not always what's really going on on the inside. And, and by, by the way, guys, there's a lot of folks that, you know, have been, you know, their life is going to be a lot different because of maybe someone that came before them. Maybe somebody's parents went out and, you know, scored a bunch of rental properties and they have some security outside of themselves in terms of what the future may hold. Or perhaps someone has gone out and they've created, you know, some wealth and that's going to be transitioned, you know, once that stage of life goes on. Now, in my particular case, that's just not there. Not, it's not there for my wife's family. It's not there for my family. So we are literally the first generation of, of what's going to determine how our kids' lives are going to be. We're not in this to give them a bunch of money. We're in this to give them uh, – certainly they'll have money, but we're in this to give them, um, I, I think more than anything, a roadmap. To give them a uh, to give them a legacy, to give them an understanding of how to go out and, and accomplish, not to give them fish, but to teach them how to really fish. And, and I think about that with my oldest daughter, um, you know, because she's now moving into the stage of life where she's going to start making some conscientious decisions for herself. And we think about this for our second daughter, who now is a senior in high school, and then my third daughter, who's a sophomore, and then my son, who's a freshman in high school, and then my you know, my, my fifth child who's, uh, you know, in middle, you know, in middle school. And so we're, we're cooperatively, what's happening with my family with us is we're cooperatively um, on a journey, but that journey is now we're focused on the same goals and objectives. And, and I say all that to say this, one of the things that you have to do, it's extremely important, if you're going to be all in, is make sure that you start with that inner circle that you work with the people in your family and everyone understands what's going on. So they know if you're at dinner when maybe somebody had, um, you know, um, you know, something, it, if you're somewhere in a business event and somebody in the family had something that, you know, normally would have needed a parent, but you just can't be there by chance. Right. Or, or make sure if it's not your kids, it's your significant other that knows why you're doing what you're doing and what it means to you. Now, if it's just for purposes that are outside of need, then, you know, that's something that you have to work out internally. But I would just really recommend, one of the things we talk about, uh, you know, because I've had some questions, you know, what does it take to generate a annual seven-figure income? Well, it's obviously different things than the things that you're doing now, otherwise you probably would already have that annual seven-figure income. So one of the keys, one of the steps required is to determine what you're willing to give up. The first step, you know, in that, in that training is that you have to, you know, you have to really, you know, you know, picture your result. You have to have a clear technicolor digital picture. It, it isn't what you want. It's what you can picture. It's what you can clearly visualize and believe is possible and then you're going to have to determine what you're willing to give up. Now, it, it's probably going to mean something. I don't know what that meaning of something is. For me, it's been a lot of different things, okay? The difference between me being in the consulting stage of, of, of my life and working, you know, in the industry and just having a, a templated, you know, almost like a, 
job but not really a job is drastic in terms of what's required of me now. The, the biggest thing that's required of me now is, is the temperament of my emotion, is the understanding of, of uh, the fact that we're in a, uh, we're not in a sprint, we're in a marathon. We're in a stage in this deal where now as you look at our company, you take a snapshot of where we're at today, we're drastically different than where we were a year ago. So my responsibility is to kind of get ahead of it and say, okay, what is it that we need to do to get to where we want to go? And I've got to get in that place in my mind. I've got to realize, okay, for example, we're not yet at a million dollars a month in revenue. But I understand what that's like because I've actually had a company that was not yet, for for several years, was not yet at a million a month. But we took these interesting incremental steps and we did it together the people that I was working with internally. We did it as our families together. We did it interpersonally together. And I'm, not, I'm here to tell you, it was not an easy journey. And it wasn't an easy journey necessarily for the leadership that was involved in that organization. You guys are effectively the leaders. As we sit here and talk to you today, uh, you're the people that are plugging in. We have a good group of people on the phone here this morning, and, and you're the partners. You're the ones that we're pouring our time and our energy into because it, at the end of the day, when we go down the road five years from today, and we talked about this in another campaign, we talked about, you know, most companies uh, never last a year, okay? I think it's like 95% of the companies that start in the direct sales network marketing, whatever you want to call it, intellectual distribution, whatever you want to rephrase it as, they don't last, you know, a year, okay? And for those companies that last uh, two years, there's a drastic difference in the percentages of those that last five. I think it's now, I, can't, I have to go back on the statistics. I, I, I don't know exactly what they are. I don't want to misquote, but it's, it's a big, big difference. Those that last two years, then the propensity for them to go on and last five years is, is much, much higher. Now, here's what you do need to know. And I pay attention to this. It's about longevity. It's the capacity and the will and the drive to stay in the game long enough until the growth and the momentum and all that's there starts to take hold, right? And that's true for all of us. It's true for you and your business. If you look at the people that we have on the line here this morning, if you look at, I'll just use live examples. I'm going to use Joseph Trahan as an example. He's on the call here this morning, and, and I, I appreciate the fact that he's taking the time to jump on this call. But below Joseph Trahan, we have a, a, a very, we have the strongest line in our company today in terms of new network development and new growth, right? So you've got Joseph that has this growth, and a lot of it has obviously taken place underneath uh, Olga Chapman. And Olga's a gal that got involved with us in the early part of uh, 2021, and she made a conscientious decision that she was going to work her butt off and go bring people and bring people and bring people, and, and as long as she maintains the focal point of what she's already done, and she continues to incorporate that into what she does moving forward, she's going to build a massive business. Now, will there be potential opportunities for Olga to become distracted and get caught up into the minutia of, you know, a lot of things that don't mean as much? Absolutely. You can count on it. It's going to happen, right? But if she can stay geared and focused, now what Olga has been doing is consistently bringing people to observe and hear the information. She's been one of the best um, and, and the, I would say 
when I when I think about Olga, I think of somebody that has had a lot of um, tenacity, and we know that there's been a lot of talented people that never make it. In fact, I have a and I have something on my desktop here that talks about persistence versus talent. I'm going to pull I, just as I'm I'm thinking about this right now. I'm going to pull it up, but the the, the concept is that we know it says nothing in this world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common. Than, the unsuc- than unsuccessful men and women with talent. Genius will not, un- unwarranted genius is almost a proverb. Education it will not, the world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. Well, when I think of, when I think of Olga, that, that uh, statement, that phrase, that paragraph comes to my mind. It really does because in spite of the challenges that, that came along with, uh, you know, with bringing new people at a phase when we were just coming out of a world, you know, global pandemic and people were freaked out about getting together in conference rooms or just doing anything really that, that required them to, you know, just to be in a, in a state of mind where they're open to hearing and listening and outside of being on a Zoom call or something from their own home, it was a challenge for them, and she just stayed focused. She did not lose her momentum. She came into 2021 with the, with the design of, of what she was going to do to make sure that her family became financially secure. And she had many times where she brought people into a conference room, and for whatever reason, okay, they would sit there, they would listen to the information, they'd get excited, but maybe they, she, she couldn't get them to come back because they had to go out and deal with life and challenges and things that were going on in this environment that we're living in. And so she was doing everything she could. And I knew that there were days, I knew there were days where she was frustrated, right? I knew there were times where she just didn't understand, you know, what, what the problem was or why these people weren't engaging. But, you know, Lord and behold, as she stayed um, persistent, as she kept doing what she was doing, you started seeing a massive change that started occurring in her business. And, and here's what she did. She just kept staying focused on, on becoming better at inviting and talking to new people about observing and listening to information that might be, you know, something that would be of interest to them. She got really good, in my opinion, and is getting better continually at, at sharing with people an idea and a concept that she's excited about genuinely, and it might be something that would be uh, exciting for them. She started challenging people about along the lines of what they could do, you know, with the same idea and concept, and it might be a good fit for them, it might not. She didn't try to sell them the details. Okay, this is very important. Now, what I'm saying to you, if you, I hope you hear this. What she became good at was inviting people to this fantastic party, and the people that were at the party were, were amazing, I'm sure, knowing Olga that there were days where she probably thought, man, Barry, you know, sometimes she just talks too much or says she probably thought maybe, you know, there, there were times I'm sure in her psyche for whatever reason entered into the idea and the concept that maybe the party wasn't as good as she once thought it was, but she, regardless of that, stayed focused. I'm just giving examples. I don't know that that's true or not, but I'm just sharing with you. I'm just saying that we're all human beings and we all can fall short of being in that place where we're as excited as we were when we first started. Let's face it. But Olga just said every day, she said, I'm going to find a way to talk to new people 
and I'm going to find a way to get them to come to the event. Now, in the manner that she talked to these new people, I, what she did that I was very impressed with, and still to this day, I've just had a meeting, great meeting with her, with her um, a gentleman last week um, who came and, and had a, you know, she brings these new people, and, and they don't know all the details about our company and our product. She didn't have to go through, she didn't have to go through all the inf information about the details. She just got them there, and the information starts to resonate, and then they go on this journey of determining information, details, Zoom calls, collateral information. That's when they start getting excited. When they get into an environment where they can really start having impactful information that's conveyed and presented to them, when the, when the prospect knows that she's working directly with the president of the company, or the CEO of the company, when they know that they're in the early stages of a company that, they, that, they're, that they're told and, and they're hearing and seeing could be a really massive organization, that's when they start doing the deep dive. Not at first blush, not when she first walks up and says hello and starts handing them information. No, it's, it's once they've incorporated a sense of what's going on and they've heard from other people. And I just convey that information to you because that's what has led her to the organization that she has so far. Now, is it going to get bigger if she does the same thing? Absolutely. I was having a great conversation with Heather Fordham, one of the frontline people to, um, you know, to her that is, uh, you know, now PPC, uh, and just, you know, having direct dialogue and having some contact with her and having an you know, opportunity to, you know, talk and share some information. And by the way, it turns out that Heather and her husband qualified for the trip, but we didn't realize that they had so much going on because they, they actually um, did their order in the first week of July, but, but qualified in June volume because we carried the month over for everybody. Um, and, and so it got kind of caught into the minutia, and that's our mistake, our administrative mistake, no one else's. But in that conversation, we, it was really delightful because, um, you know, we just talked about, you know, the, the next trip that we're going to be taking beyond the trip that we have now. And, and all of you know that we've, we've got, you know, a good group of people, a nice little group of people are taking over to Sandestin, uh, Florida. And that's going to be a phenomenal trip and spending, you know, time to make sure that all the details are covered, what have you. But, but <clears throat> we're already thinking that now as we, you know, we're going to have new announcements at this upcoming event, our second annual uh, anniversary. We're going to talk about our car program. We're going to be talking about the next trip. We're going to be talking about the things that are going to be taking place in the future that are going to provide people with unique opportunities to travel, to experience, to have lifestyle modifications, to all the things that we know are so important to all of us. And as they're building their business, it doesn't require anything more. It's still, you know, you still have to go out and still have to, you know, meet and talk with new prospects, bring them into an, an environment where they can get more information, follow up with good detailed information. All that is very important. And the, the more you do it and the more time you spend doing it and knowing what you should be doing, then the more effective you become. And, and so you know, I'm just giving examples of, of Olga and her organization, but you know, that's all underneath who? Gail, right? So if you look at Olga and Joseph, they're all underneath Gail, and Gail brings on Melissa. Melissa Riley, here's a, here's a gal that, you know, in the event that she decides to take the focus and, and put it, some of that time and energy in this space, there's no telling what she could do. And, and, and so now, then, now you've got uh, Gail, who's now brought on Dr. Ken Hollis. And Ken Hollis has now got a whole group of people in, in a lot of different areas of medicine and otherwise, and there's a lot of value, and he's now coming on the trip. So 
when you take a look at the organization, a lot of it has been spearheaded as a result of belief and vision. It has not necessarily, yes, do we have a great product line? We really, we feel more convinced and, and more compelled about the results that we're getting with our product line than ever before. Dan Pastorini, we were having lunch with him, uh, Sean and I, and, and, and Joseph last week, and he went on and on and gave us an unbelievable testimony that we're going to, uh, incorporate. Hopefully, we can put that on our website. You know, I, I'm hoping that that's fine to do. But he just went on and on, in, in a, and I saw it in a text message about how he used our Meter Plus and our sleep together. And this is a guy that's challenged with getting sleep. I mean, he went through some challenges in, in you know, physiologically, and because of the career he chose, that was playing in the National Football League as quarterback in the time where they didn't protect quarterbacks. By the way. And, and let's just say that, you know, he had a few injuries and things that occurred to him physiologically. Today, at age 73, some of that stuff has kind of caught up with him. And so he sometimes has difficulty sleeping through the night. In fact, he, in fact that's a big problem for him, as, as he's mentioned to us. And he used that, and, he, and, he, and the, the report was, man, I, I slept six and a half hours without having to get up and when I did get up, went to the bathroom and came back, I slept, I, 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 got a, I got another hour and a half to two hours. I slept eight hours. It's the best night of sleep I've had. I am a believer. So that testimony, although it's just from a guy that played in the National Football League and he's a well-known guy, that's just every bit as relevant and true for so many other people that have sent us emails and information. Every time Sean and I look at that, we just go, man, we're, we're doing some good here. You know, we're, we're helping people in ways that they never even thought they would get help. And by the way, this is just a small sliver of the information that we're getting. So when I get, when I sit back, I think about the conversation I had with, with Mr. Manny Johnson over the weekend. Uh, I think about, you know, all that's involved with being all in. And I ask myself, when I look back on the journey, when I look back on the journey, am I going to be excited about what I left on the field or am I not? You know, am I going to be excited about about how much energy and effort and time, how many trips we took, how many people we traveled with, how many people we had earning seven figures. See, that's what I think about. I think about that every single day. And the more I think about that, what's amazing is the more people we seem to become, uh, seem to be becoming attracted to our business. Not because of me, it's a collection. If I'm able to think and, and I'm able to incorporate, I'm able to move in this space, and believe me, there's going to be, uh, it, it's a, it is a journey. Will there be mistakes made? You can count on it. But if, if our heart is in the right place, if we're willing to determine what we're, what we're going to give up in pursuit of what we want, and we, we lay it out there, then the opportunity for all of us becomes amazing because now I can leverage off not just what's important to me and my family, but what's important to Michael Vandeveer, who just brought on you know, a, a, a pain management doc who happened to at one point in time have been, you know, the, the, the uh, sta at least in terms of the state of Texas, having more activity and more, uh, more patients in that area of pain management than anybody else that we know about. I don't know what the patient load was with him, uh, Michael, but it was immense. Um, it, it, Michael, I'm going to bring you on real quick. If you're in a position where you can talk, this is very impromptu, guys. I have no idea. But I'm just going to use Michael as an example because here's the thing I love about Michael. Michael, Michael has also, Michael, you, sir, have also demonstrated amazing tenacity. 
I want you to know that, and, and I pay attention. I know that you know there has been a lot that's gone on in your life with you and your family, but I know God's blessing you, and thank, thankfully, right? But you've stayed in the game, and, and just share a little bit about, talk with us about uh, Dr. Bechet and about the journey that you had with him from start, and then he got involved. Just talk about that journey, and, and talk about you know his background from a patient load perspective, and and now we're starting to incorporate a whole campaign, I believe, with over 12,000 files. But go ahead and talk about that for a second, if you can, Michael. Yeah, I will. Thank you very much. Um, so I was introduced, or I heard Dr. Bichet's name from a friend of mine that I've known for many years who suffered from 25 years of migraine headaches. And when she was sharing with me what had happened to her, she got on opiates, she was addicted, and then she met Dr. Bechet, and Dr. Bechet, in her words, saved her life. He has uh, the Woodlands Pain Institute, and they actually have a floor where they have patients that are trying to get off of hard narcotics where he had them in, in recovery. And, um, and so he started working with her, and, I, and then he, she shared with me that he was a Christian, and he prayed with her. And I thought, I need to know who this guy is. So she introduced me to him, and this has been over a year ago. And right after I met him and presented um, and presented the WBRX program to her to him, he was he got into some issues legally that were not. It was just he was with the wrong people, and he had many many of his patients come to his defense and. Uh, and testifying about his character and who he is, and he was just with the wrong people. Long story short, he couldn't do anything with our products because the the FDA was watching, or not the um, DEA was watching him very closely. And so he um, he kind of put me off, and then I just stayed with him, and I just stepped stepped stayed in contact, and then just recently. Sean and I went to see him, and um, and he did. He's he's recovering. He's got another pain management doctor that is practicing with him, who is uh, has got a, a far-reaching network, and and he he's in a position now to start moving forward with our our products and introducing it to his patients. And so it, it, it's taken time. It doesn't happen overnight. Uh, early on in this journey, I met with a good friend of mine who was very successful with another network company who had been doing it over 30 years, and he told me, he says, Michael, my best partners took time. It, it just doesn't happen overnight. So I, I just have stayed with Dr. Bechet. He is now uh, ready to go. We're going to send out Target, his top 200 patients that, that he feels like he has an influence that will will buy the products immediately, and uh, and then he wants to introduce it to his other pain management doctor friends. So um, very encouraged, but it it just it just persistence as you said earlier, staying with it. Absolutely. Well, I know that he came to uh, you know he came to our last uh, our last event at Perry's. I actually wrote the check at the event. Uh, you know, now we're incorporating an entire campaign that's, you know, very comprehensive for his 12,000 patients. We're going to start with the first 200, and there's a lot of details that go into it. But 
as we stage this out, and, and you have to, I believe you have to customize a campaign for every individual that has a great sphere of influence. His campaign is going to be its own campaign that will be very different, for example, than the merchandising campaign that we have uh, over LA Fitness underneath Patty, right? So that's a, that's a whole different campaign with Ed and Lisa Hustad. So, but when you start looking at the dynamic of the organization, you start seeing these things start to unfold, it, it tends to speak for itself. What, what I want to do right now is, is shift gears here a little bit, and, and in line with this, uh, I'm going to you know, talk with uh, Joseph Trahan. If you're in a position where you can talk, I hope you are. Um, I want you to come on and, and just say a few words about, you know, with, with respect to the, the folks that you're now introducing to WBRX, I know Dan Pastorini is one of them, but, but just, your, you know, inside of your world, Joseph, I know you're a busy guy, and, and your focus, frankly, is on your, is on your biz pack, which is fantastic, but you have found a way to start leveraging that venue to bring on people like, you know, Olga Chapman, you know, to, to have a whole group of people that you're starting to service as you're growing your business. And now you're looking to develop new lines and new people that you want to bring on. If you would just talk a little bit about how you can leverage what you're doing and how you are leveraging what you're doing to add more people into your frontline growth of, of business development. Hey, good morning. Thank you, Barry. I appreciate that. Um, you know, what I found is everybody that, everybody that I know just about has uh, some type of, uh, uh, you know, they're either not able to get a good night of sleep for whatever the reasons might be. Um, they struggle with that, which, you know, has great impact on their performance. They, you just cannot perform at the level you want to perform at if you're not getting consistent sleep. Your body doesn't recover. That's where all the recovery happens. Or they're having, a, you know, some type, of, some type of irritation, joint pain, ache, something like that, that the WBRX products can help with. And so it's so easy just to naturally integrate it in the conversation, tell the story. If they say uh, something I don't have a personal experience with, I just simply uh, defer to Dr. Patel, Dr. Jazani, or, or others that are versed in it and let their credibility do the work because they're qualified to do it. So the, I'm just glad to do that to help people out. And most of the time it's just a mention, and then it just takes off and seeks its own path, you know, kind of like uh, Barry was sharing about uh, Dan Passerini and what we're trying to put together with him and WBRX. The event that we're, we're having, we have the BizPAC is an organization of business owners. And C-level executives, CFO, COO, and credentialed professionals, you know, uh, like your CPAs and other credentialed professionals, uh, PhDs, what have you. People that are where the buck stops in business. They have a common, uh, a, a set of common needs and common elements in their business involving government. BizPAC's an organization of business owners that set a legislative agenda. And we agree on this agenda and we work together with legislators to see that through at the municipal, state, and federal level. So we have three types of meetings per month. A lot of you have attended our roundtables, which is generally an informative working session where we have elected officials in with our kind of a small group, um, 20 to 30. Uh, we try to keep it under 40, but it's, it's usually 20 to 30 
um, for lunch. We do that once a month uh, at the beginning of the month, and we have some type of a cocktail reception, uh, uh, wine and beer reception, something like that, that's open to the public. It's more of a uh, networking and, and kind of outreach to the community. And then the thing that we have that we just started back up is our Meet the Candidate luncheon. Now, these are heavily attended with business leaders. The uh, format for it runs like a newscast, um, a live newscast to the attendees of the luncheon, um, starting at 1130 sharp. Darby Douglas, you may remember him on TV for 23 years here in Houston as the Channel 11 traffic reporter and morning show. Um, He's a lot of fun on stage. He's always cutting up and having fun and moving the dialogue along, but he runs it like a newscast and each of the legislative areas give a short one to three minute report um, in different areas. And then at noon sharp, we introduce our guests that we're going to do a deep dive interview with. And we put that guest through um, questions and that cover our legislative agenda items. Those are on the BizPAC website, B-I-Z, PAC.us, and we go through that interview, and we just don't let them out of the hot seat. And so if um, if you want to get an idea of what that's like, you can go to the bizpack.us website. There's a, a excerpt from one of our interviews with Dan Crenshaw right there on the website. You can get a, a seven-minute deep dive into one of the questions that we uh, had in front of Dan three years ago when we first started. And you'll kind of get an idea of, of what that deep dive is like. When you get done with the meeting or the luncheon, you'll have a chance to meet that candidate, get to know them. We have a VIP reception um, after that as well for members and guests. So that's what it's all about. I hope everybody will take advantage of it. Your business owners, if you're involved with WBRX, you have a need to have government work for you. That's what we are here to do. Your voice matters, and in our organization, when you take part in the roundtables, I think Barry and Sean will tell you firsthand that uh, our, all of our conversations, we pay attention to them, and we try to uh, weave that together when we start working on legislative agenda items, and I think uh, Sean and Barry have seen me at the Capitol more than most um, over the legislative session and even in the extended session, but that dialogue between you and different elected officials and, and candidates. Picking the right candidate is essential. That's why we have these uh, meet the candidate interviews so that you really get a deep dive into who they are, what's in their heart, what's real. You make up your own decision, your own mind about that and decide who you want to vote for and who you want to support. And then as a group, sometimes we will band together and, and uh, help get people uh, elected into office, and we've got some good friends in the legislature that really help us out in this industry. Um, so that's a kind of a good overview of what we're doing on uh, this Wednesday, 11 o'clock sharp, and uh, join us down there at the, the VizPAC luncheon. It'll be at the Bayou City Event Center off of Knight Road. All the information's on the website, bizpac.us, B-I-Z-P-A-C dot U-S. All right, Joseph, we certainly appreciate that information. That is uh, going to be taking place Wednesday, guys. So if you have an opportunity to join us, we'd love to have you there. I'm going to be there. Sean's going to be there. We're going to have a few words to say at the event, uh, which is fantastic. And, you know, he's incorporating, obviously, uh, 
the legislative needs for legalization of, uh, of cannabis in a lot of different areas. So we're excited about that. But what I'm going to do now, guys, I'm going to turn the uh, call over to uh, the president of the company, Sean Baker. And, uh, you know, by the way, I, t- I took a little bit more time than I was hoping to take. I just wanted to give you guys a little voice here this morning. But, Sean, I appreciate all that you do, brother, to help develop the company, uh, the time and energy that you're spending, as, as I know you always do, man. But uh, just looking forward to what you have to say here this morning, and uh, I'm going to turn, uh, turn the call over to you. And, by the way, I'm going to go ahead and let you finish it. I've got a I've got to get uh, dressed and showered up to uh, go to the office and got a bunch of stuff happening there. So I will, uh, I'll, I'll have you on speaker and listen to everything, but you go ahead and close the call. Thank you, brother. Awesome. Thanks, Barry. And great job, Joseph and Michael and everyone that had a chance to jump on and speak. And welcome back for those of you that haven't been on a call in a while. And I say that with the, with utmost sincerity. I, uh, a lot of times, you know, when you go to church, as an example, um, churches can often kind of kind of turn people off because they give them the, oh, we didn't see you last week. And kind of a guilty, condescending, like, why, why, why weren't you here? And, and, and we never want to be that way. We always want to welcome you with open arms and realize that this is a 1099 endeavor for, for all of you, uh, you know, and, it, and it's something that you guys, as Barry often says, it's a volunteer army. And so we just want you to know that we genuinely appreciate when you can plug in. If that's once a month or if that's, you know, three, four times a week like some of you guys, you know, we, we just – welcome you and we appreciate you and i say that to say that one of the things barry also touched on you know was he talked about the commitments and he talked about you know priorities and he talked about seasons and and i just want to share with you guys you know the highlights of my distributorship always come out because uh, not for any reason other than you know we try to propagate and spread positive information we try i mean god knows if you want bad news you just flip on any major network or open up social media and you'll have all the bad news you can stand so it's not that barry and i you know walk around with rose-colored glass glasses or by any means want you guys to believe it's always a bed of roses it's not life is life is a, a roller coaster right but at the same time, you, it's always a, a, a matter of perspective, and it's always a matter of vantage point, what, you know, which end of the telescope you choose to look into, so to speak. And so I would just share with you that overall, my journey as a distributor working with Barry, you know, back from 2002 to 2009, roughly 2010, was, was overall was very good. But, you know, there were seasons, there were times I, I, had, a, I had lost a family member. And I had to take away the, some time out of the business for, for several weeks, um, and I didn't attend calls. Now, we didn't have Zoom back then. Everything was pretty much live or nothing. And so at that season in my life, it became nothing. Um, I couldn't make live events for, for several you know, weeks at a time. Uh, there were times that I would have to travel to other markets and get events going, and that was always fun for me. It was always fun to, to go somewhere new and, pull a group of people together that one week was five or six people. And then just a week or two later, it would almost, you know, sometimes double in size. And, and guys, there's the other side of that. I mean, I just want to be transparent with, you You know, Barry and I, when we started this company, our first pre-launch event was just shy of a hundred people. Our first, you know, launch event uh, was not that many people. It, It was, it was, it was less than that. And that's just the ebb and the flow of the business. And the reason I share that with you, you know, there are a lot of other places, organizations, volunteer groups, church groups, you know, uh, charity programs, wounded warrior type thing. I'm not, I'm not advocating for one over another, but there are tons of charities. And if you read their story, and, and other businesses, if you read about Southwest Airlines or you read about FedEx, you know, a lot of these stories, these, these companies have their stories and they have their journeys. And, and most of them, 
start out with something kind of good and cool, and then immediately, if not you know, if not immediately, almost immediately, they're thrown a challenge. I mean, I'll just just give you one example. I happen to to know the family that started Fellowship of the Woodlands. If you're familiar with this area, and, and that's neither good or bad. It's just a, it's a big church, right? Is, is the point that I'm making? It's now probably a twenty. Well, pre-COVID. It was probably a 20,000-member church. They had a, a, a service on Saturday. They had three or four, two or three on Sunday morning, and then one on Sunday afternoon. And it was one of what they call a mega church. Well, I happen to know Pastor Kerry and Chris Shook. I used to do some work with them many years ago. And they started their church in their house. Their first house meeting was, or their first church meeting was at their home, and they had 16 people. And I just remember Pastor Kerry saying, man, I just thought 16 people, and next week there'll be 32, and then the next week there'll be 64, which, by the way, not trying to you know make a multi-level joke here, but he really did tell me that if you ever talk to a pastor about the growth of their church, they will almost word for word without calling it this, they'll almost word for word tell you about geometric progression. If they could just get every parishioner to bring a friend, right, they, and they even have – Churches have these drives where it's like, hey, it's bring a friend weekend because geometric progression works just like compounding interest works, right? And so I tell you that story to say that Pastor Kerry had 16 people, his first church service at his home. And the next week he thought, well, we'll have 32. Maybe God will bless us and we'll have 50. They had six. They went from 16 their first week to six. And his immediate feeling was what? I mean, sure, we've all been there, right, was, oh, no. This isn't going to work. Oh, no, this isn't what I was called to do. Oh, no, I walked away from this other church and my salary and my benefits to start my own church, to spread my own vision, and my second week, I've only got six people, right? But then fast forward, he stayed, as Barry said, diligent, persistent, committed, sold out to his cause, whatever that may be, good or bad. And boom, fast forward, now they've got 20,000 members on any given, you know, any, or membership, and then probably, you know, 20 to 30,000 visitors any given non-COVID weekend. So I just say all that to say, guys, you know, it's like, it's like very often says, and, and I, I, you know, stole it right out of the Bible, but it talks about, you know, your crop. You don't plant 100 seeds and yield 100 plants. You plant 100 seeds and some of them, you know, die and wither away. Some of them get eaten by the birds. Some of them, you know, do take soil. Some of them find rocky ground. Some of them take root. And, and, and maybe only 50% of your seed takes, you know, takes, seed, takes root. But your yield, okay, if you water it and care for it and nurture it and stay persistent and stay consistent and you, and you work your crop, then your yield will be more than, you know, than you can bear or than you can stand. And so that's the, the, the methodology that we have had to use over the years and the things we've had to determine um, or have had to realize we're going to determine the outcome and the success of our business. I'm sure, Joseph, you know, I've been to many, I don't know if I've been to a dozen yet or 10 or maybe, maybe speaking up on 20, but some of them are literally standing room only. I've had to pull up, you know, pull in a table uh, at the restaurant that Joseph is, you know, connected to do a great job federal grill i'll put a little plug in for them federal grill does a great job in their their you know hometown business and very pro capitalism and and pro our economy and pro uh supportive uh, supportive of other small businesses that have the you know they they want the synergy of hey bring your business to our business and we'll take care of you and we'll make you proud and they do but i've been to these events 
<coughs> pardon me, I've been to these events with Joseph <clears throat> where I had to pull in a table and three or four or five more chairs to accommodate, you know, several folks that were standing room only. And then I've been when there were just 10 or 12 of us, you know, and there's plenty of room and we were kind of spread out. It was very informal. But the important thing that you need to realize about Joseph's events, about our events, about the church events that, that I've been, you know, discussing with you guys, in all these cases, okay, what's important is the fruitfulness of the meeting. I would tell you that, that Joseph has had events that, that had 50 people in them that were probably, this is, this is not, I can't put this together for sure, but I would suspect if it parallels Barry and I's experience, Joseph's had meetings with 50 people that were okay, they were good, they were productive, they were fruitful, they were full, it felt good, right? But then he's probably had other meetings with five or ten people that the outcome, the yield, if you will, was significantly greater, right? Barry and I have done the same thing. Barry and I have gone to events up in, you know, in other markets or in other cities or in other towns that, that didn't have the 100 or the 80 people that maybe we would draw here in Houston, but we did business. Maybe we did 30,000 or we did 60,000. So you have to kind of determine what your measuring stick is. And for me, I, would, I often would get confused. I associated large groups with a large outcome. And sometimes that's true. Believe me, there is a synergy to having more people in a room, right? You get that feeding frenzy. And I don't mean hype and, and BS and lying to people or anything like that. I just mean when, when, when you get a group of people together that are genuinely excited about the product and you get a group of people that are genuinely excited about the culture and the leadership. And by the way, when I say leadership, guys, I don't mean Barry and me. It's cool. If they like me, that's great. If they like Barry, man, Barry's a very likable guy. That's great. I don't mean, when I say the leadership, of course I include Barry. Of course I include myself. But each and every one of you on the call, I mean, I would tell you, I can go down the list, and I won't put anybody on the spot, but I can say, hey, this person told me that they were very interested. They came to the meeting fired up. But, you know, the reason they got involved was Joseph Trahan. And the reason this person got involved, or, you know, they, not Joseph is in the, the, the decision maker, but the person that pushed them over the edge for their own due diligence, for their own decision. They were almost there, and then Joseph said something about the product, or Gail said something about her, her paycheck, or Olga said something about the support at the events, or Mitchell said something about the ability to, to have all the presentations you know, right there at his fingertips and run a home-based business during a, a troubled global, you know, pandemic. Whatever it was, I have got people, person after person after person, that, that would speak out for each of you on the call how you impacted their decision to get involved, or even better, they made the decision to get involved, but you, when any, any one of you, helped them close a deal or put money in their bank or sell a product as an example. I mean, I just, I just tell you right now, I know Joe, and I'm not, this isn't a Joseph, Joseph, Joseph thing. It just, this came to mind. I can tell you right now, Joseph has sampled uh, a number of people for his people. Now I'm not necessarily saying that's a good idea. Like we should all be accountable and responsible and have our own product and have our own samples and have our own inventory and God forbid, even our own little ledger sheet or a P and L and run our business like a business but I know that Joseph has, has had me. He said, hey, here's a box. Here's $500 worth of product. Could you drop this off at Labrada's you know, warehouse on your way north? 
Well, of course I can, right? So it's just the different aspects of people being involved, circling around each other, supporting each other. And you guys on this call, ladies and gentlemen on this call, you are a part of that leadership. So that's what people are looking for. They're looking for somewhere that they can, they can dip their toe in the water, not be pushed into the deep end like most networker, multi-level marketing companies. They don't want to be hyped and they don't want to be oversold, and they don't want to be browbeaten and pushed. But you know what they do want? They want to be inspired. They, they want to be coached. They want information that allows them to see a different path maybe than they're already on. You know, I mean, I'll just tell you, when I was a distributor, um, you know, I was working full-time, had a wife, had two kids. My wife was a stay-at-home. My kids were in private school. I had a situation, good, bad, or indifferent, I had my situation. Some of you on the phone are single moms. That's your situation. Some of you on the phone are single dads. That's your situation. Some of you are just single. Some of you are married. Some of you are happily married. Some of you maybe aren't. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to air any. I'm just saying everyone on the call has a situation. And mine was I was working from literally before sunup till after sundown with two small kids and a stay-at-home wife, which sounds good, except for the fact that I was not there, and so she was pulling her hair out with those kids all day long and, and had no companionship. She was essentially a, sing, a married single mom, right? So I can own that. I mean, I can look back and realize that parts of my situation were very good, but parts of my situation needed change. I needed something different, and that's what I found through my distributorship is I found one, someone that I trusted and believed in and had credibility with me that could, get, that could get my attention. And once he had my attention, much like Olga does, Olga uses her, her charm and her personality and her credibility with people to get them interested, just interested in a concept. And then what she's able to do from there is exactly what John did with me. Look, he said to me, he said, look, I've known you for many, many years. I'm asking you to come to a meeting for an hour. If you don't like it, I'll take, take you out and buy you a beer afterward. I'll apologize for, you know, having wasted your time. And you go on about your day. But just, you know, and he didn't say you owe me, but he kind of was like, look, man, you know, I'm asking for an hour. Give me an hour. You, you, you owe me that. Or you can, you can, you know, you can do that, whatever it was he said. It was, it was very appropriate and subtle. But he was right. I had known him. We had been friends. He was only asking for an hour. It wasn't the end of the world. So, okay, yeah, I'll give you the hour. And I'm so glad I did. Because that hour, I didn't make a decision that night, just so you guys all know. I didn't get involved that day. I didn't pull the trigger right then. But it put me on a journey. It put me on a path that I wanted more information. And then I wanted more information. And I didn't even know what boxes I was checking off back then. But I was checking off boxes. Can I do this? Is there a market for these products? Is this a legit business opportunity or is it fly by night? You know, whatever your questions are, your prospects have their own variation, their own version of those questions. And the quicker you can address those questions head on and get those questions answered for your prospect, then the better off you're going to be. And if you, if you, and I say this with the utmost respect, I don't mean to call anybody foolish or a fool by any means, but if you are foolish enough in a moment to believe that your prospect doesn't have questions, even if they're not asking them, you're mistaken. So the, the quicker you just lean in and say, hey, what questions do you have? I know you must have questions. This is a phenomenal opportunity at a phenomenal time. 
you, you know, we would we'd love to have you get involved. What does that look like for you? What is your situation? You know, what what can we do to help you? I think it was Olga said it the other day. She said, you know, the, I'm, I'm realizing more and more, and Olga, if it wasn't you or if I'm screwing it up, then I apologize. But I think it was Olga. I'm pretty sure at the office on Wednesday, and 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 I'm pretty sure this is what she said. But she said, you know, I've realized I'm in the business of collecting decisions. The the quicker I can get people information, the quicker I can get them on product, the quicker I can get them to a meeting and just share my story, be honest with them, have them be honest with me, and and just collect it. Do you want to be a customer? Do you want to be a brand partner? Do you want to be both? Or do you want to be neither right now? Those are the decisions that you're trying to collect. And she just had this different, she had this different pep to her, you know, this different cadence, kind of like, hey, I, a light bulb went off for her, you know, and I love seeing that because I remember those times for me. I remember having light bulbs go off. I remember when it started to get, I won't say easier, guys, but it's kind of like the, 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 the 10th day versus the second day at the gym, right? You start to know where the equipment is. You start to know, you know, what feels good and what doesn't. You start to know, you know, what your routine for stretching as an example, needs to be. You start to um, you just start to kind of get in your groove. And I could see that in Olga's eyes in that day and in that moment, she was really starting to feel her groove. And that makes me very, very excited because I remember once I started to kind of feel my groove when I was a distributor, things did radically change for me. The way I talked to people, the way I carried myself, I went from showing up to meetings late to showing up early from from sitting in the back of the room to asking if I could help before I took my seat in the front of the room, just little things. I'm not saying you have to show up and help. If, if, if you have a work day or you've got a kid situation and you can't get there and, you know, set up the room or bring lunch or clean up, you know, dirty dishes afterward, then that, that's okay. But if you can, it's not even about the help. It, it's really about your mindset of, of shifting to be a bigger, deeper, more intimate part of something that's bigger than all of us. And, and, and so I would just tell you that I'm excited for Olga. I'm excited for, for many of you. I, could, I just picked a couple of people, but I could go on and on. I'm excited for where you are in your journey, and I'm excited, you know, to see um, the natural evolution, I think is what I want to say, the natural evolution of, of, you know, where things go from here for several of you on the call, because I promise you, it's just up. It just gets better. And, and frankly, when I say better, it gets better and it gets faster. You start, you start just carrying yourself a little different. You start talking a little different and people start gravitating towards the information that you're sharing and decisions get made faster. And, and, and frankly, it just gets more fun. So with that guys, it's, it's Monday morning, Sneaking up on 9.30, Barry, as usual, did a great job on the call. Appreciate all of you guys for hopping on and sharing, you know, the things you've got going on. Joseph, we do wish you the, the best event you can possibly have. Uh, we will be there in support. And, and uh, if you guys need anything this week, you know, we've got Sandestin coming up here pretty quickly. But if you need anything this week, just let Barry or I uh, know, or you can always email uh, admin at wbrxglobal.com, and we'll get all your needs taken care of the best that we possibly can. So you guys have a great week. Let us know if you need anything, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.